0: Hey, let's pray together. Father, we thank you for that truth that we can just lay it all in your hands because you are so worthy of that. And Father, we praise your name this morning. We praise your name for the stories that you continue to work in our community. You continue to work. You've done good things, you're doing good things, and you will continue to do good things. And so Father, help us to be a people that that want to come alongside of you and and be led by you into these stories of transformation because, Father, you're doing it. And I pray you'll continue and continue and continue in us. Father, we love you a lot. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hey, you guys can have a seat. My name is Dallas. Um, Typically at this time we dismiss kids, but the kids are staying in here today. Uh, I'm used to about 90 kids running out the door right now, but uh, my name is Dallas. I'm one of the leaders here, and I've got just a little bit shorter of a message today. I know I'm excited about celebrating baptisms, and I'm sure you all are too, so pastor's going to chill out just a little bit here today. Uh, If you will, turn in your Bibles to Luke chapter 17. We'll be looking at verses 11 through 19 this morning. Um, As you're turning there, I think one of the great ironies of the human condition is that what we know to be true doesn't always match up with where we place our confidence. Right? Uh, For me, it doesn't matter how much I know I don't need that bowl of cereal at the end of the day, I continue to put my confidence in pouring that bowl of cereal. Or things like going to the gym, I know intellectually that it would benefit me to go to the gym and work out and be healthier. But I don't place my confidence in going to the gym. I think there are things in all of our lives where what we know to be true doesn't match up with where we place our confidence. And on a more serious note, there, uh, I know that God is ultimate truth, ultimate reality. I know that I'm His forever, but when that thing comes up that I'm worried about, it can consume me. Or, I know that God has a purpose on my life, but when I don't see that purpose, if it's uncertain, then I can start to have some anxiety about what's next. I think for us as Christians, our desire is for us to slowly but surely allow what we know to be true and what we're confident in to match up and to line up. Uh, so how do we do that? Let's get into Luke chapter 17. Jesus has given us the... It says this, Now, on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into a village, ten men who had leprosy met him. Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, Rise and go, your faith has made you well. Now, other versions say whole. Your faith has made you whole. So one of two things happened with the nine lepers here. One, either they didn't intellectually know that Jesus was the one who provided the healing... And some of us may come in here in that same way. That we don't truly know that God has ultimate authority above our situation. Or two, they knew that Jesus healed them. And maybe they even had thoughts of gratitude, um, but it didn't match up with where they placed their confidence. And this has been my story at times, that I know that God is above it all, but I continue to have debilitating anxiety over situations, that I know I've seen God deliver in a situation, but I don't know that he can really rise above every situation. But this one leper gives us a third option, where he has allowed what he's known to be true to match up With his confidence. And he does that through gratitude. Basically, the only point I have here this morning is that gratitude is the pathway of taking what we know to be true and making it also be the place where we place our confidence. There's something about the expression of gratitude that allows us to take root what it is that we know to be true. See, the nine who were healed by Jesus continued to lack. Why? Because there was no gratitude. Gratitude allows us to take what we know and it springs roots of confidence up in our lives. This one leper who came back, I think he shows us a great blueprint for us living our lives as Christians. And it's this. When worry comes up, we do three things. One, We identify what is true. Two, we dwell in and express gratitude for what is true. And then three, what is true becomes more and more the place where we put our confidence. More specifically, if we experience something like insecurity, we take a step back and we recognize that you're only as valuable as what someone is willing to pay for and Jesus paid with his life for us. We are infinitely valuable to him. So we dwell on that truth. We take a step back and we try to focus there and we focus there and we express gratitude to God for what he's done. And then what begins to happen is insecurity begins to fade as we understand and place our confidence in the truth. Or if things like lack of purpose comes up, we say Look, I know God's done good things. And today we, we celebrate Advent. The first day of Advent is hope. And we talked a couple weeks ago about hope is the excited anticipation of good to come. And we've seen good. You, you heard Matt talk about, you know, in two days a house has been built. Man, praise God. He is doing good things. And we recognize that and we say there are good things to come. I know that, there, that I'm here now. I've got God's spirit in me, and while I'm here, he has a purpose. And we dwell in that truth, and we give gratitude to God for that truth. And then we become less of someone who experiences purposelessness and more of someone who has confidence that God's going to work in us and do good things ahead. And y'all, we will drift away from these truths at times. That's just the reality. There will be hard realities that hit us in our lives we will experience pain we will mourn and all that those things will happen and when those things happen that's when it's especially important that we take a step back we identify what is ultimately true we dwell in it we reflect in it we become overcome by it and we show gratitude to God for it y'all Friday morning I just I couldn't really sleep. I was up at like 3 a.m. and I couldn't go back to sleep. And there was a lot of fear setting in, uh, a lot of worry, a lot of anxiety for hours, really. Um, I have a little bit of uncertainty with some health stuff right now. And man, I was just stewing in it. I mean, hours go by and I'm just letting fear consume me. And finally, I was reminded you don't have to stay here. You do not have to stay here. Take a step back. Praise the one who is worthy of that praise. Give that to him and let him do what he does with that. And y'all, I am not much of a singer. I mean, I yeah, can, can always count on dad to, yeah. Man, it, it hurts my own ears when I pray. I mean, when I sing, not when I pray. Uh, But man, I found myself Friday morning just saying, look, I've prayed and I'm not there yet. Anxiety is overcoming me right now. I'm not there yet. And so I found myself just singing. And after one song, I wasn't there yet. Still, fear, anxiety, I wasn't there. I mean, two, three, four songs of just praise and gratitude to God. And he rewired my perspective to, to match what I already knew to be true, to let that match where... I was placing my confidence. Guys, we're going to deviate from this. We're going to move away from this. We're going to let fear. We're going to let anxiety. Those things come. But we take a step back. We dwell in what is true. And we give gratitude for what is true. And that ultimately becomes where we place our confidence. I had a question for us. As followers of Jesus, do you ever just stop and realize that we already have everything we could ever need that if we have Jesus then what we don't have is any lack and i think if i spend the next 50 years god willing teaching this congregation and this community that one truth that that takes root that if we have Jesus we have no lack Man, that will have been well worth it. Because this is everything. Y'all, there is nothing out there that we still need to accumulate. Our completeness comes when we appreciate. The fact that Jesus has given us everything, we reflect on that and we dwell on that. and We show gratitude for that truth. Man, that overcomes us to a place where we have so much confidence in this truth that we say, we have everything we could ever need. Because we have Him. Y'all, this one leper knew that gratitude was the pathway to confidence. I got a friend in Uganda who doesn't even know if the next time he drinks water it will kill him or not. And man, he is the most thankful person I've ever met. Why? Because what he knows to be true and what he's confident in are matching through gratitude. And just like we talked about over the past month, when it doesn't come naturally to us, it is fake in no way for us to practice praise, to practice worship, to practice gratitude. Y'all, when worry comes, worship can drown out the worry. And when groaning comes, gratitude can drown out the groaning. We must become the kind of person who, like in Colossians 3 we talked about a month ago, that steps into our new life. Our new life of practicing these new things. And it will be difficult at times. And it will be awkward at times. And it will be unnatural at times. But we continue to step into these things. And continue to step into these things. And before we know it, we, we begin to become the kind of person who doesn't worry as much as we used to. There's going to be worry that comes. There's going to be anxiety that comes. But we slowly transition into our new life with Christ. As we close, I wanted to read from 1 Thessalonians 5:18. It says this. It says give thanks in every circumstance, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Now, it doesn't mean that we give thanks for all circumstances, but we can give thanks in every circumstance. Why? Because our ultimate circumstance will never change, and that is that we have been adopted into the family of God. Let's pray together. Father, uh, we thank you for the truth of, of your word that you, time and time again, you You uh, reveal new things as we've read scripture, you know, for maybe uh, the same scripture multiple times that you speak in new ways and you impart your spirit into us. And so, Father, I pray uh, this morning that um, you'll continue to speak to us. Father, if there are people in here who don't truly see you as the good news that you really, really are, Father, I pray that you'll give them a little bit of belief this morning. A little bit of confidence in you, Father, I pray that you'll help us to identify the provisions over our lives. Maybe there are things that we've just never even considered before, but you continue to show up, you continue to demonstrate how active you are in our lives, and Father, I pray that you'll reveal those things to us this morning and help us to be like this one leper who identifies what is true and connects it to you and then has an abundance of gratitude. Father, that will shape our lives, and I pray that you'll make us a people marked by gratitude and worship. Father, we love you a lot. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Well, as we said, we are uh, going to enter a time of baptism, and I've been pumped about this all week. It's great. One of the uh, parts of our mission statement at Grace Meadows, is to make disciples. That Jesus says in Matthew chapter 28, he, this is post-resurrection, and he's about to ascend into heaven, and, and he says, guys, this thing's not ending now. He says, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me, and I'm sharing that authority with you. He says, now go and make disciples of all nations. And he says, and then, and then baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teach them to obey all that I've commanded you. And y'all, we have people in this church who continue to live on mission. And there are disciples being raised. And we get to celebrate that truth this morning. And there, there's a group of people. There's five we're going baptize, to uh, baptize today. And our prayer is that this is the beginning, not the end. The fact that they have given their life to Jesus already and we celebrate that truth today and then we hope that they one day will go and make disciples and baptize others in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit and teach them to obey all that he's commanded. I would love to start with Bryson's story. We are going to... um, Baptize and worship, baptize and worship the rest of our time. It's going to be a beautiful thing. Uh, I'd love to share with you all Bryson's story. He said, I grew up in a home that allowed me to make my own decisions. No one ever really pushed faith on me. But lately I've been spending time with a friend of mine named Courtney who also loves Jesus And I have been more and more interested in following him. Recently, I attended a David Ladding event, and I committed my life to Jesus that evening. I want to celebrate my new life by taking this step of baptism here today. love to draw your attention to the screen here. This here is Natalie's story. Feel free to stand. Feel free to sit. Um, as Dallas said, we're going to continue to do some baptisms. Um, we just pray that throughout this moment, that you worship with these families. You worship with these people. the fire. A seat, by the way, while I read her story. It says Tara presented the gospel to Bree a couple weeks ago, and what stood out was Bree's eagerness and excited nature to hear the gospel story. She had so much joy on her face to talk about Jesus, and she later drew a picture for Tara of the cross explaining what Jesus had done for all of us. She has decided to follow Jesus and wants to celebrate that step through baptism here today. Y'all can have a seat for here just a minute. This is Sailor's story. And this is Charlie's story.